Hi, and welcome to episode 294 of No Crying in Baseball, the Love is Love episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. How the heck are you? I am doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing great because when I walked in, you handed me something <laughs> called Pride Punch, which is a fruited sour ale from Randolph Beer. Tell me about this delicious, delicious rainbow sour I've got going on here. So I really wish I knew more. I think, and I'm just going to lie with exact figures here, I'm, I'm almost positive that it's a benefit beer for Pride Month. Mm-hmm. And it comes from a Brooklyn brewery called Randolph, where I went with your kid and my kid, uh, graduation Eve, the night before graduation, ah. and they have one of those wall of beer situations where you get. do love me a wall of beer. Oh my god, it's so cool because you get a card, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just we just passed around the card, and everybody would just go up and try a little something or a little more of a little something. And my kid tried that one first, and three out of four of us, and you can guess which three out of four gave it a thumbs up. And I was like, this is the one that's got to go home because you know it's pride, and we got to start celebrating. And Fun you knew month. you knew I would like it. this is yeah. like totally this whole fruited sour situation, especially you know. No, it's, it's only two o'clock on a Sunday. So again, it's earlier in the day than usual. So the fruitier, the better for earlier day beers. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I thought it was a good podcasting beer on one of these early occasions. And so and it happened that we have an early occasion today because you have stuff to do this afternoon. I do. It's opening day all over again. This is the cool thing about Woo-hoo. being involved with this summer collegiate baseball league, the Cal Ripken um, Summer Collegiate Baseball League, because I get an extra opening day and so do you. I'm going to yep. be working the front gate for a while, then I'm going to go sit with my friends the potty mouths in the stands and cheer on the thunderbolts i'm excited that there is zero zero percent chance of rain in the forecast because i really think that every game i went to last year got rained out well i'll tell you why it's not going to happen today because every game you went to last year was a game that i was the pa announcer and apparently i was cursed according to some people who shall remain nameless but i am not announcing today so i get to watch opening day and therefore it's not raining but you know who's going to be there we're celebrating maryland day so captain maryland is going to be there and he's going to throw out the first pitch i didn't know there was such a thing like does he have a cape does he have a mask i believe he does have superhero gear so um so please take pictures when you go and then maybe we can share those (laughs) maybe you can get your taken with Captain Maryland. You can go with our, you know, NCIB co-hosts with mascots collection. Oh, that sounds good. All right, yeah. I will bring my my disguise, my my alter <laughs> ego disguise, which usually is also a, a beer in front of my face. But they but you, you can't, can't do, do that, that at the at the T-Bolts. Yeah, because we we um they play on a, a beautiful ballpark, which is yeah. beautiful because it's county park property, so no alcohol. It's also on the grounds of a high school, yeah. so also Oops. no. Yeah alcohol so um yes so that's why we're having a little i'm well i'm having a little bit of day drinking then i'm going to sober up then i'm going to do my job which involves cash money at the front gate all right well i can be backup because theoretically my mind will be clear because i am really on no alcohol so i am drinking an athletic beer so there's thematic it's athletic brewing company which i can't read well enough oh they're from connecticut And they do all sorts of um, snazzy non-alcoholic beer, which is something I used to eschew until um, being on antibiotics this past week. And I did have that little bit of a toddy last last recording Mm -hmm. when I first... Actually, that was the day before the antibiotics. I was just sick. Okay. So, yes. Yeah. So I've been reading up on antibiotics, and I'm just going to suck it up. This has been rough because I'm going on like three weeks now. The last time that I drank was um, tequila shots. After after graduation. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You're going to plan so, your, your return to I, adult beverages I, very carefully. But I, I did notice that you true. said eschew beautifully. Yeah. And I think that <laughs> might be the lack of adult beverage in your system. I don't know. It might be. It might, and I, I even made it through a Dead & Company show. So I've been seeing dead versions of dead shows for many, many moons, being the old person that I am. And this is theoretically the last tour, but you know, there have been other last tours of other iterations of the dead. So Mr. Potty Mouth is a little bit skeptical, but I'm thinking that it was worth it to suck it up and I'm going to for the concerts. I think I said this on the show before. So we're um we got there barely in time to have a little bit of time in the parking lot last night because Jiffy Lube Live is a ridiculous concert venue with a one way in from a major highway. But um I you know, I'm tempted to buy something and I couldn't buy beer. So we were walking around, and there were these really nice um, sort of uh, uh, satin flower headbands, which, you know, just kind of a fun thing to wear at a dead show. And I, and I was contemplating it, and the guy saw my earring and said, oh, Red Sox. And I was like, yeah, nice selling point, right? But then he followed it up with knowing the score from that day 
And uh, I asked where he was from, and he's from the town that was a rival football uh, team high school from my high school. So I thought, all right, meant to be, I'm buying the flowers. So I, I went through the impulse buy because we did a little bit of baseball connection. So I felt like that was yeah. that was meant to be, right? Can I just say that even when I'm not with you, <laughs> I am surrounded by your people. We had a welcome dinner for My Thunderbolts. <laughs> and um, so I sat at a, at a table having a nice restaurant dinner yeah. with, with three of the players. And I was asking them, like, you know, what players did you look up to and all of that? And one of the guys is from Palo Alto and goes to school at McAllister, right? So, you know, he's in like, Minnesota, right? Right. And... Um, he said, yeah, Jason Veritek. And then he starts to explain to me who Jason Veritek is. I'm like, I know right. who you know- Jason Veritek is. And I, and I said, oh, my God, are you one of those people? And he's like, yeah, well, my grandparents. I'm like, fine, fine. All right, see, see it's the grand- when it comes down to the grandparents, you yeah. know, it's like, that's me too, right? It, you're yeah. coming into it, honestly. So that's good. And Jason Veritek, what a good guy. Yeah, well, so and, 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 the, and this guy is, is, is a good guy too. So I'm, I'm happy about that. That's a pretty good role model and he's following through. So that's just fine. Hey, I cheated on you this week. I know, and it was fantastic. Really? You know, yeah, you're, so, so you're okay with fun. me cheating yes, on the podcast. Okay, absolutely. So I was a guest on a podcast called um, The Daily Deuce, which is different than our podcast in a thousand ways. And one of those ways mm-hmm. is it's on YouTube. So it was on video. So if you want to um, dispel the mystery that is, what does Patty look like when she talks about baseball, we will link to this episode. Um, we talk about this podcast a little bit, the O's a lot, because the other host is a big O's fans. A little bit about the Guardians, a little bit about the Thunderbolts. Yeah. I actually posted on all of our socials today. So today is Sunday, June 4th. Look in any of our social medias that you hear about at the end of the show. And uh, and it's pretty cool. I thought it was super fun. Yay. I'm glad you like it. On today's show, happy pride. We've got the good, the bigot, and the object lesson. Our boyfriends feature Aquaman, comebacks, and babies. We've got A-Rod's gums. We're cutting the cord and we're cross-training with commencement. Cheers. Oh, it's so hard to stifle the giggle when you say A-Rod's gums. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sorry that we have to talk about it, but we're also (laughs) going to talk about Mike Pence, so it's going to be one of those episodes. Oh, my God. And I don't have alcohol in my beer, but that's all right. I'm going to pretend. I'm going to (laughs) pretend. And I'm going to say a big cheers because happy fucking pride. It is pride month. Happy freaking pride. It is one of the happiest times of the year. Um, and MLB is making a teeny bit of progress. So 30 teams that have been creeping toward more in the celebrations of Pride. And this year, there is only one team out. Last year, we talked about there being two teams out, which were the Rangers and the Yankees. And do you know which one is still the holdout? Is the Yankees still the holdout? It is not, surprisingly. Really? Because their whole thing, they have like a kind of a policy yep. reason that sort of made uncomfortable sense. Yeah, it did. Yeah, because but, they don't do days like that, but they caved. And they're wow. they're going all out, and they're doing Yankee Pride, and the Rangers are fuck. Okay, no, Yankee Pride also sounds kind of creepy. That does sound awful. That does sound <laughs> awful. But the but but the Yan- the Rangers have no fucking excuse. Like yeah, no. zero besides being in Texas, which is a thing, I guess. Wow. But you know, check all your socials for all your players because some are coming out on the right side of this, and some maybe not so much. I want to do another cheers to our buddy Marcus Stroman who uh, the Short Kings team on our Fantasy League really should have him. I, fr- I don't know who has him, but you should really do a trade there because he is a good pitcher, small guy, and outspoken and has a great Instagram post with wearing a Love is Love rainbow t-shirt. And he states that he is personally supporting three organizations throughout the month of Pride. Uh, one for each city that has been meaningful in his baseball career. So for Chicago, he's supporting the Brave Space Alliance. For New York City, he's supporting the Hedrick Martin Institute and the 519 in Toronto. And he said straight up, it is my hope that my contribution will further the ongoing efforts of the LGBTQIA plus community in raising awareness, combating discrimination, and helping to celebrate diversity and inclusion. So he said all the letters and all the words. Like he didn't just say happy pride, but he's putting his money there. He's saying the words. And I'm just impressed by Stro. I think that's good. He's also doing well lately. Yeah, no, he's he's proven himself as, as a good human mm-hmm. all this time. I'm so impressed with him. Yay. On the other end, I want to give a special shout out to one of our Fantasy League players, Karen, who contacted us saying, I am dropping Clayton Kershaw. 
because of his reaction to the whole re-bringing in the the sisters of, you know, the whole word. Perpetual indulgence. There we go. There's yep. so many words there. There's so many words. Yeah. Marcus so, Stroman probably knows all the words. He does more than I do. <laughs> yeah. So last week when you were talking about him, I was kind of kicking myself because I saw the first inkling of this, but it wasn't the whole story, where Clayton Kershaw retweeted they're having like a, a Christian night at the Dodgers. Right. And I feel a little bit, I mean, I don't know about the religion part going into the the cultural heritage nights. It's getting a little bit murky. And the inclusion, including, you know, seeing Jewish heritage nights, I've, I've been like, is that really like, is it the ethnic thing? Is it the religious thing? And it seems like with the Jewish heritage nights, there hasn't been talk about religion per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think being Jewish is kind of this weird mix of like, there's a lot of people who are mm-hmm. ethnic Jews without mm-hmm. being religious. So sure, if you're going to have Jewish night, you should be able to have Christian night. Sure. So the Dodgers are having Christian night, which fine. But Kershaw's quote on it, his first one was, I'm looking forward to talking about Jesus. And so that's where it gets just a little bit like, are you proselytizing? And now he came out and said that he's not happy about the re-inclusion of those sisters with all those words. So I wish we could uncouple those things Mm -hmm. because I don't mind there being a Christian night. There's a Star Wars night. Consider, (laughs) pretend you're the Dewey Decimal System and just file it all under mythology. Yes. (laughs) Right. Right. Celebrate. I mean, be inclusive. But the nationals have had a faith night or day Mm -hmm. forever and they don't they they invite groups to come to the game but they don't do the the testifying the 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 proselytizing until the game is over you stay if you want that it's not you're gonna have to sit through it it's it's like when you invite a college they're not gonna like you know try to get you to go to the college they're just all gonna sit together and wear their hats yeah so that's okay as long as you uncouple it yep I mean, he, it did not need to be tied to pride activities, and then it would have been okay, but he had to keep going, right. and he should have stopped sooner. Yes. Like yep. like, like Luke Rayleigh striking out Vladdy. He should have stopped the story yes. sooner before it got to the Grand Slam, right? I yeah. mean, then it would have been okay. But Yeah, and the Dodgers actually have another pit- pitcher who has spoken out poorly about the re-inclusion of the sisters, Blake, Blake Trinan, right? Was it Blake? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, on on that note, because this is also about the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, um, Mike Fricking Pence now shares a <laughs> middle name with a couple of other guys that we talk about on a regular basis. Um, okay. Full out, I am a recovering Catholic. I was born Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I am not a practicing Catholic. I am freaking offended by mm. Mike Pence, who is asking MLB to apologize to, quote, Catholics across America. And I'm also amused that he says across America, because there are Catholics all around the world, but apparently oh, yeah. they're not offended by the thing that offends Mike Pence. So only the ones here not in the are, Vatican, are, are, for instance, <laughs> or, you know, yeah. Right. Anyway, um, so he has called on Twitter the inclusion of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, quote, deeply offensive and he says that MLB is welcoming anti-Catholic bigots. Wow. Back to Dodger Stadium with open arms, pot, kettle, bigots? Yeah. Really, my friend? Thankfully, the um, call, his call to have MLB apologize has been ignored by MLB and also the Dodgers. But again, this is someone who has no idea mm-hmm. of what the sisters actually do. I bet the sisters have done more to help human beings um, than Mike Pence has ever done or ever right. will do. This is clearly feeding into, I'm going to announce my candidacy any day now, and I need to shore up my, my bigot, my you bigot know, vote. My, yeah, the bigot <laughs> vote, because that's what you're going to do, buddy. Wow, that vote's being split a lot. There are a lot of folks going for the bigot vote on the Republican end Well, the split it like crazy and keep yeah. them all out. That's just fine. Oh, man. Isn't this the man who would not will not be in a room alone with another woman other than his wife? Yes, right. yes, that is yeah. the same man. So right. he, um, yeah. Lots of good judgment. Right, right. So I'm going to talk about Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass because it sound, starts bad, but then it ends with a good twist mm-hmm. on the team level. And I think, I hope other teams sort of follow this pattern in the future. So um, Anthony Bass reposted a video, I think on his Instagram, that called for a boycott of companies that show support for LGBTQ plus communities like, uh, like Target and Bud Light. And here I am defending Bud Light. But anyway, um, but he sort of reposted this. And then I think the error of his ways was pointed out to him. I don't know where the apology came from. I don't know if he said, oh, 
oh, no, this is not what I meant to do. Or, or the rest of the world said, dude, you can't do this stuff. Right. So he apologized. And he said... I recognize yesterday I made a post that was hurtful to the, quote, pride community. Here we are using, like, you know, that word instead of all the words. Right. Hurtful to the pride community, which includes friends of mine and close family members of mine. I'm truly sorry for that. And then he said he spoke to his team, which is good. I mean, Uh he had a conversation with his teammates. And he said he's going to use team resources to better educate himself and to, like, be a better person. Okay, baby step. Right. The right step. Baby step. And not if I was offensive, but I offended you. Yeah. And here I'm, I'm doing things to like to be a better person. So these are things that we look for and apologies. But what the team did was or the first part of what the team did was what you expect. But then it gets better. So the team's official response was the Blue Jays bring millions of fans together across Canada and are committed to providing an inclusive and welcoming experience for all. Individual players' sentiments are not representative of the club's beliefs. Okay, good start. Good start. That's right. Separate yourself from the bad. Say, no, that's not who we are. Here's who we are. And they kind of gone, they went on to um, reiterate the things that the Blue Jays are doing for their pride celebration and, and other things they do in the community. But then the manager of the team, the manager of the Blue Jays, John Snyder, said, the apology is only the first step for Bass. Huh. It's not going to be a 15 or 30 second apology and say, okay, I did my part. There's going to be continued work with the resources we do have to try to show that he's understanding that he made a mistake. The team is like, we're not letting this go, bud. You need to be better and we're gonna help you be better. We're gonna make sure you do the things you need to do in order to try to be better. That's impressive. Yeah. And, and my, so my question is, so these, I have Blue Jays as my pitching squad on mm-hmm. our fantasy team, and I do have Anthony Bass as one of my mm-hmm. players. So when I first saw this, I thought, should I take him off? Especially our, our friend Karen took off Kershaw. So and I'm still wondering, like, do I take him off until he proves it? Do I, I mean, I, I still keep the Blue Jays, but I could get rid of him, even though, you know, he's one of the key relievers. I think if it were me, I would keep him because he is showing yeah. remorse, and not just remorse, but okay. he's showing that he's going to try to be better, and he's telling you how he's going to do that. It's not a fuzzy you know, yeah. you know. Oh, sure, I'm going to be better in the future. It's I, I'm going to do these things to be better. And I, I, I mean, I, I think you could go either way with it. You can absolutely take him off for now, and we'll talk about him later. We'll yeah. see if he comes around. Or you could say, I believe in redemption. Okay. And I believe that people can learn from their mistakes. Or, yeah. or you can just sing a song about yep. it. <laughs> Whatever feels right. But I, I, I think this is hopeful to yeah. me. That's from the Book of Mormon, which is definitely appropriate at this point. Um, This is the second kerfuffle I've heard with with Bass and the second moment that I've been like, do I take him off or not? And I've got to put the put the link in and find the exact information because I can't quite remember it. But there was a kerfuffle with his wife and two young children on an airplane. Did you hear about this? Oh, the popcorn thing? Yeah, they made a mess. And the wife wanted the stewardess to stewardess. Look at me. I'm like, how old am I? 1972. attendant um this is non-alcoholic beer is really getting to me the the the, the flight attendant the, the the wife wanted the flight attendant i believe this is how it went to clean up the kids mess and everybody was like fucking you know you clean up if your kids are gonna make a mess you clean up and and he's the one who blew it up and said like you know defended his wife basically so there was and but i think that that also ended in a good way so i need to look into that and really decide whether or not i, I mean if him. it's a pattern then then right. maybe it's time right i mean i wasn't thinking about the whole pattern of things yeah but, but i but but if it's a pattern of him like learning from his mistakes then i can keep him yes. so i have to analyze the pattern yeah. is what it seems like you got to think the big thoughts oh, yeah. Poof, that's rough maybe do it now before you start with the adult beverages again <laughs> I've got a couple days to get Wait, in those are, are you, Is your first adult beverage going to be a tequila shot just to kind of bring closure to oh, the, you know. I hadn't thought of that. My last drink was it. How, how did you not think of a tequila a, shot? <laughs> I, think, I think always in the back of your mind, there's a little voice saying, that's a good time shot. for a tequila shot. Yeah, I yeah. saw a meme on that recently. I've got to look for it. Yeah, exa- exactly. Actually, that's, that's a very good idea. I need to plan a tequila shot this week. All right. <laughs> it's color-coded on the right. calendar. I'm sure of it. I, it will be. It will be. I'm going to stay with Blue, Blue Jays pitching for a while because they are my squad, my flock, whatever you want to call it, a bunch of pitchers that we pick. And also relationships. So Chris Bassett, a starter, Blue Jays starter, his wife went into labor on Friday, which happened to be his scheduled start day at ah. the Mets. So what would you do <laughs> if your partner were going into labor and you were supposed to be pitching? Sorry, boss. Right. Got to go. Right. So um, he talked with uh, aforementioned manager John Schneider, 
and they decided that he would pitch because labor had just started and maybe he could get there in time or he well what schneider said was he was good with it she was good with it wives they're just the best in this game so i just kind of wonder like what that conversation went like and i don't i mean you're not thinking straight when you're in labor i hope that she had a really good sort of backup companion with her um there ended up being to make matters worse there was a 91 minute rain delay Oh, no. The Blue Jays did have the jet ready for him to take him back from New York. And he pitched uh, seven and two thirds shut out innings. So he wanted to get out of there. He had 59 pitches in the first five innings. Now, he previously played with the Mets in 22. Had a good season with them, 15 wins, but lost game three of the NL wildcard, which is still a weird phrase for me to be saying out loud, but that's how wildcards are these days. Um, so he came out to booze. So he's in like this pressure situation and he still has this amazing appearance. Uh, gave up three hits, no walks. He that when when Schneider came out at that point after seven and two thirds to take the ball from him, said, go be a dad and nice. let him go. Apparently... When he left, she was still in labor. I have not at this point been able to see like what happened. I'm hoping the baby's happy and healthy and everything worked out very well. It was their second child. So, eh, you know, been through this once before. You know what it's all about. Um, oh, sure. We could each say that because we've each had one child. So, yeah, I'm sure right. that's how people think when they're in labor with their second child. Right, right. Well, there's a reason probably why we each have one child. Um, but <laughs> Because when we was, had the perfect child the first time. There we go. That's Did you guys hear that? Um When I was looking for a little bit more information about child number one, I found an article uh, in in May. He pitched another complete game shutout. And this, well, this was complete game, another shutout, but this time complete game against Atlanta. And when he had his press conference afterwards, he credited his wife for letting him sleep the night before his kid was sick. And wife took care of child so that he could sleep and pitch the next day. I didn't realize at that point I mean, that was May, and here we are in June. She was not only taking care of the kid, but she wow. was eight months pregnant. <laughs> so, wow. so power to this woman. I think, like, Chris Bassett's wife deserves a fucking medal. You know what they say about wives, right? Yeah, they're the Just, best. That's the best in this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, along the lines of pitchers having um, babies born this weekend, mm-hmm. Jacob deGrom, who's on my, my, sorry, my Texas squad, he's been out since... April 28th with elbow inflammation. Seems like a long time to be inflamed, but who am I to say? (laughs) But right now, he's busy doing something much more important. He um, flew home for the weekend for the birth of his third child. And like you said, there's not news yet about the the actual outcome of the birth, but we're hoping to hear soon. So I just want to wish Jacob deGrom and the whole family best of luck. And please get that elbow healed up and start getting me some Point. Yeah, well, yeah. there's a little bit of a silver lining That's to the injury it. if you're available for That's the baby. It. Yeah. I am assuming at this point that something sad has happened in Red Sox land because it was sort of on the verge at the at the time of recording, which is my hopes have been dashed and Jorge Alfaro has wised up and and left the Woo Sox. He has decided to opt out. So that was the deal with him getting signed uh, to, as on a minor league contract with the Red Sox this year. He, and I talked about this before because I was so excited when he got the contract and I was sure that after spring training that he would make the big league because he had such a great winter league. He was MVP in the Dominican League and then he raked in in the World Baseball Classic and I thought for sure this guy is going to make it out of spring training and then I was shocked when he didn't and then he said, I'm sticking with it because I love the Red Sox and he's been lighting it up uh, with the Woo Sox, he's he's slashing 323. Well, he's not walking a lot. He's he's hitting 320, 366, 520 OPS. So that's uh, with six home runs, 13 doubles, two triples, and four for four in steals. He didn't do any of this on my watch, though. So I watched a <laughs> doubleheader where he went 0 for however many times at bat he was up there. And I was very sad. I don't, he's just a character and he's a fun guy. And I guess that stats and being able to play and especially the defense need to come into decision making when folks are deciding these things. Alex Cora is kind of came out and was like, yeah, well, I don't think we're, you know, he said w- once he said he was opting out 
um, he, they had 48, 48 hours. The Red Sox had 48 hours whether they were going to keep him or let him go to another team. And so that 48 hours is about up, I think, right about now. So I, I, I don't know. Alex Cora didn't think it was going to happen. He's content with Reese McGuire and Connor Wong, whose offense has really picked up since since he started. Alex did say kind of, I think it was kind of shitty. He said, in a selfish way, I hope nobody wants him because he does like him and want him around. But of course, you also want the best for somebody that you respect. And it is theoretically all about the defense although Reese McGuire is one for 22 in stopping steals so far this season so that's not stellar defense really no Uh, Wong has well you know the bases are bigger yeah yes (laughs) there you go that's it Uh, Connor Wong has been struggling a little bit according to StatCast his blocking is and framing is less than should be desired but ESPN Stats has him as the catcher out of all MLB with the highest war, which kind of shocked the shit out of me. Four-way tie for fifth overall in war with Gabriel Moreno, Luis Robert, and Dansby Swanson. Swansby Danson. Yeah, that guy. Um, Jorge Alfaro did lead the league last year in pass balls in 2022 with only 59 starts. So he was not playing a lot and he was letting the ball go a lot and he's already had six of those in Worcester. So I understand, but here's, here's what I want to, what I want to put out there and that I'm praying maybe this will have, if this happens by the time this podcast drops, then you can like, that'll up my baseball cred. They should put him on first base. Tristan Casas is doing shit. He played hey, hey. well. He's he's a lovely guy, and he has a great pregame game ritual. But he's he is still below the Mendoza line. Um, Dad is not very happy with him. Teach Jorge to play first. He's played twice in Worcester. I think they should have done it more than that because that's where the hole is for the Red Sox. And often so, that's where catchers go. Yeah, when they just stand up straight a little he's longer. He's a big guy. He's yeah. it's a big you know big guy to crouch down for that long. I think they should. I hope they put him on first base. That would be so cool. Unhappier news as far as my guys on the Red Sox. My current boyfriend, who I've got to get the fuck on my actual um, roster from the Fantasy League, he Rob Snyder, that's the guy, outfielder. He just uh, signed up one year, $1.85 million contract extension with a $2 million club option for 2025. Now, Rob is 32 years old. The Red Sox are his sixth team. He was quite the journeyman. And go back to episode 275 when I talked about his details because he was kind of up and down for a while. Um, last year, his contract was minor league. He started in Worcester for 22. That season, this season, so at the end of 22, after he had proven himself and he got a contract for this one year, it was his first guaranteed contract year of his career, which I don't think I, I knew or said when I talked about him in yeah. 275. And he took that as motivation. So I looked back at an interview he did in February where he said, wow, a team has put a little bit of confidence in you. You better work your ass off. And that's what he's done. So right now he's averages 284 with 803 OPS. So he does know how to look at the ball. In 22, he finished with 307 and 881 OPS. And then just another like past baseball boyfriend of mine, Justin Turner, who I picked when he was in L.A., he has been really showing up as the leader of the Red Sox. He has really come in and made Boston his town. He sat in on the press conference. Just to support his teammate. Very so, nice. Yay, JT. Yay, Rob. Uh, it's Red Sox are in the gutter, but, you know, there's only one way to go. I hope. That's the spirit. <laughs> I hope. That's the spirit. You have not heard me talk about my Houston boyfriend, Chaz McCormick, very much. And there's two reasons for that. One is he was out for almost an entire month starting Ooh. in, yeah, mid-April through early May. had a back strain, back injury, something. So he's been back for a couple of weeks and not really doing anything, so therefore also still not, you know, newsworthy for me until this past week. As I've said before, I always look at the past seven days of stats on my fantasy team to think about who I want to talk about. His OPS for the past week, 1.295. That's that's a big number. That's a lot. Wow. um, Friday alone versus the Angels, he went three for four, scored a run. He hit three homers in the past week. He's hitting 368 for the past week. So I'm thinking, coming around, maybe he's back. I hope he's back because I really enjoy watching him play and I'd like to see that more often. And boy, do I enjoy bigger numbers on my fantasy team. Last week, I talked about Nicky Lopez of the Royals coming back from his injury and then not really getting much of a chance 
because the guy they brought up when he went down was doing great work and so he wasn't starting very much he was coming in late in the game as like a you know a pinch runner or you know defensive substitution but he wasn't his bat was dead well this week he got his first start on monday versus the cardinals his first start since may 22nd he went four for five wow scored a run and i'm like okay maybe yep. nikki is back also they're talking about he and I forgot the guy's name. Um, Michael, mm, forgot his name. That that has been replacing him. One of them may be on like up for a trade because they don't need them both. So maybe Nikki's like, okay, I gotta wake my bat the heck up because yep. I want to stay here. Because I want to stay here. Um, I also haven't talked about um, Joey Manessis as much as I enjoy. I really, really like watching him play. Since the Nationals brought on Dominic Smith. Dom has been playing a lot of first base, which was Joey's spot. So they moved Joey to the designated hitter spot. The Post just did this really good piece on that about how hard it is for some guys to only be a designated hitter. Joey's mm. one of those guys. He feels much more engaged in the game when he also has a defensive role. So at the beginning of his time as a DH, it was much harder for him because you're not doing anything for half an inning. And then, you know, you go up, you know, once every, what, three innings or so to have your at bat. And the pressure on that is is intense because the only way you can prove yourself is with your bat. So if you don't have it, you look bad. Again, he's feeling better about things. He's adjusting to it. Davey Martinez says, I've got a lot of confidence in you. Again, that's that confidence thing. Right? Yeah. I have confidence in you. This this will get better. You'll In the past week, he had eight hits, two, uh, two runs batted in. He scored four runs. His OPS is 871, much better than when he started as a DH. So I'm going to link this article because I like the psychology of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you change your mindset? There's so, there's, you're so much inside your head, right? When you play baseball and you said, you know, I get, I, I get distracted in a good way when I play first base or when I play right. outfield because you're focusing on something that's not your bat for a while. So that's it was a fun piece to read. So go, Joey. Very cool. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a shout for the the mental health coaches, you know, people who teach you yeah. how to put your mind straight when you're dealing with shit like that. All right, I'm going to talk about one of my very least favorite people. And I, I really don't enjoy talking about Alex Rodriguez. Uh, long, bad history with being a Red Sox fan. You know, he infamously started one of the biggest uh, bench-clearing brawls. Read Jason Veritek above in the Red Sox Yankee. Yeah, I will drink. To, I would drink to that too. Well, that's why I'm but, having it now because you can't. So I'm having I this like that. salted lime sour to follow up the, the the pride punch because someone needs to have an adult beverage while A Rod's being discussed on our show. And that's probably as close to tequila as you can get in a can like that. So yeah, yeah. All right. So the bench clearing ball with Jason Veritek's glove ending up in his face is you know one of the greatest pictures that I I appreciate from baseball history. So often with, when players have a serious disease or something happens in the family, they know somebody who's been suffering, they will bring media attention to that and maybe raise funds or do something very positive. Trey Mancini, for instance. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I, we could probably think of a whole bunch of examples. So this past week, um, for some reason, which I don't know why, A-Rod was on CBS Morning in an interview. And he dropped the bomb that he has been suffering, uh, suffering, suffering, I'm sure, from early stage gum disease. Oh, the horror. And he has promised that he will raise awareness. Now, I probably, like, I, in, all, in all seriousness, I don't want to make fun of anybody with gum disease. I know it hurts and it's not curable, but you know what? It, it is treatable. Uh, you brush, you floss, you go to the dentist, and it, it'll, it's going to be okay. He said, so A-Rod said, and I quote, I just recently went to see my dentist, not thinking anything about any gum disease, and the dentist tells me the news. Then I come to find that over 65 million Americans have this gum disease. Can you imagine? What? We might have it. Oh, what a shock. Yeah. Oh, no. I better start brushing and flossing right. because, you know, I wouldn't have done that without A-Rod prompting me to, yep. to watch out for the early warning signs. So check out that the upcoming media campaign, I'm guessing, with uh, wow. A-Rod brushing his teeth. And, you know, he I is. don't want to see that. They're not going <laughs> to. No. Please, I do not want to see that man floss. Do not mm. know in any way. In he any is way. At a certain age. I mean, this does happen to people sure. this age. So, Doug Mink and Schick, I, I, I'm going to butcher his name. I bet it's Menkowitz. Yeah, thank you do very you much. Yeah, and I should know it. Pass. I mean, he did spend some time on the Sox. I'm 99% sure. Um, he was a guest this, this past week on another name. Here we go AJ Brzezinski, right? Uh, they were they played together in the Twins, and I swear to the both names. I think they were both on the Sox at some point. Um, and he went to high school with A Rod, 
So not only did were they teammates for a year together in the Yankees in 07, but they went to high school together. And so AJ asked Doug, I'm going to stick to the first names because that, that works better with me, um, asked him if, if they chatted, if, they, if, if A-Rod acknowledged him. And Doug said, yeah, in a, in a certain setting, but they have, I guess, the old high school baseball team is close and they have a chat and A-Rod does not, um, is not on the chat, does not respond to the chat and has distanced himself from his high school It takes a lot of time to take care of your gums. It's really, (laughs) I mean, who has time for a group chat when you've got to like brush your teeth so much? Yeah. Apparently he did show up when they had, there was some ceremony at the high school for the, for the coach, for that baseball coach, I think when he was retiring, A-Rod fell asleep. Uh, so, so Doug said, do you, do you forget that you got suspended for 200 games? I looked it up. It was actually 211. It got, it got reduced because, well, there was time served, but he missed a whole fucking season because of his involved in the biogenesis scandal. And it was so egregious. He was the only one. I mean, he got the hugest, um, what do you call it, suspension mm-hmm. uh, by far of anybody else who was involved, but he was the only one who, who flat out lied and denied it when he was fucking guilty in the end and and you know he brought other people in which is why he got many more games than anybody else um so one of the one of the phrases that can you say it again (laughs) menkowitz menkowitz uh, said on the podcast what is that he foresees a rod dying a lonely man and this was actually something i was a little bit concerned about when j-lo broke up with him because I, I actually like Where'd curiously. Where you go after J-Lo? I right, mean, right, well, he he's actually uh, dating this appropriately aged, like somebody his age, female uh, bodybuilder workout woman. Like she is very fit. She's okay. a fit. Woman. How are her gums? Are her gums I'm, fit? She she has a lovely smile. Okay, but she's not J-Lo, you mm-hmm. know. And I and I kind of weirdly enjoyed the the JLo A-Rod team up sure. because he looked like a lost puppy. You know, he was he was she was outclassing him and it was kind of nice to see that. So I I was a little bit sad when she dumped him, but I can sort of understand. And anyway, A-Rod came out, he's defending himself publicly and he said he's shocked and surprised by what Doug has said about him. Uh, there was one more A-Rod bit that came up in my feed this week, and there was a very sweet Instagram post uh, focusing around Manny Machado and all this really sweet stuff he did for a kid who's a fan who first saw him at the World Baseball Classic. Oh, yeah, and then we talked bro- about him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, when he was asked who his idol was when he was young Manny like was that, asked. Manny was asked, yes, he said A-Rod, yeah. which makes me continue to question Manny. He was a kid then. Yeah, right. He, but he admits to it. He fesses up. He said it on tape, on tape, on, on, on recording. How old are you? Oh, my God. Who's like, old are you or Aaron? Me and the flight attendants. And the, you, and the <laughs> you and the stewardesses. Oh, it's also bad. Well, you're probably one of these people who also watches baseball on cable. What's cable? We actually, we just, yeah, no, we don't. Yeah. We haven't never had cable. No. no. Okay, that's fine. But you're old. And you, some yeah. of your best friends watch on right, cable. I understand. Right, 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 right. I remember I HBO. have been not talking about regional sports networks uh, and their financial stability and all of that for a while. And it's time to talk about it just a little bit because it's super newsworthy this week. So your regional sports network is who broadcasts your home games on your cable stations, basically. Mm-hmm. For us here in the D.C. area, it's Mass and it's the Mid-Atlantic one. What's the... Um, Nesson. I Nesson, love right? Nesson. That's, that's, that's a new, yeah. new, it's new England New England Sports Network. Network. Right. So, so regions have these. And as you know, if you know anyone under the age of 40, cable TV is not the way most people anymore right. seem to be getting their baseball. And one of the culprits in all of this is MLB TV having this perfectly serviceable streaming service but blocking out home games for everybody yeah. which it makes it ridiculous why you know unless you live somewhere else you know from right. where your team is it makes no sense right which is why i see nesson but if you had mlb tv and you lived in massachusetts you would not see nesson that's right that's right the regional sports networks are part of to blame for this blackout mm-hmm. because they have exclusive rights okay. and the income stream that teams get from these regional sports networks who pay fees for these rights to teams, mm-hmm. make up 20 to 30% of a team's revenue. 20 to 30%, that is a gigantic That's huge. income stream. This really came to a head 
this week. And Diamond Sports Group, I'm going to throw away a lot of business names, company names. They're all sort of nested with one another. The Diamond Sports Group is a subsidiary of Sinclair Broadcast Group. Bally Sports is part of Diamond. Anyway, Bally Sports, part of Diamond, which is part of Sinclair, owns the rights to the broadcast for 14 teams. Right? That's almost half, right? Right? There's 30 teams. Almost half of the teams. They have been in financial trouble for a long time. Rob Manfred, in a uh, bankruptcy hearing for Diamond Sports Groups, said that Bally gave MLB less than 24 hours notice that they're going to stop paying their rights fees to the Padres. When you stop paying those fees, you can't broadcast anymore. So they were going to leave the Padres with no broadcast. Oh, and they really do have the best. That Because Don Arcillo went from Nesson to the Padres. He's so good. And they would have not, nothing because they wouldn't have paid for it, so it wouldn't wow. exist. MLB picked it up. MLB immediately took over the Padres' TV broadcasts, hmm. and they did a couple of things. They put them on MLB TV and allowed San Diegans to watch without a blackout. Hey. Right? And they had broadcast over local San Diego cable. So the same places where people would have watched uh-huh. their regional sports network, they were now getting the feed from MLB, who is you know taking this over. MLB also said, we will pay the Padres 80% of what Bally owes them out of MLB's coffers because the team shouldn't suffer for the bad business decisions being made by Valley huh. Sports. So we know that MLB has money. I'm actually glad that they are, you know, helping right. the Padres because the Padres, you know, they, they, yeah. Anyway, not a big, not a big market team. You know, they're pretty well loved, but it's not one of the, the larger right. markets. So this happened, a lot of this discussion happened in the context of a bankruptcy hearing in which Diamond Sports Group was disputing what the fair market value is to what, what they're going to owe to four teams, to Cleveland, to Texas, to Minnesota, and to Arizona. Because they said people are dropping cable, right? Mm. So there's less value to the sports network, so we shouldn't have to pay what we are contracted to pay to these teams because we're suffering you know, in, in our income because people are dropping cable. The judge said, no, you agreed to pay this amount. It doesn't matter how well it's doing. <laughs> right. You still need to pay this amount. So if, you, if you're if you not going to pay it, you have to give up the rights to MLB. The judge also said, but I hope you guys still figure it out. And this is this is the same thing that happened with Masson, with, mm-hmm. with, you know, with the Mid-Atlantic when the Orioles own, the Masson is un, under control by the Orioles, they were given the rights to that when the Nationals, when the Expos moved down here and became the Nationals, to kind of appease the O's, figuring they're going to lose income because now D.C.'s got a team. And a judge just said, hey, Orioles, you owe another $100 million to the Nationals Oof. in rights fees. That's and But the judge said, but I also hope you guys will just negotiate and figure it out. So it's like, we haven't made this decision, but, you know, you can, you can decide. So it's not as helpful as it could be. In the context of the Nationals, it's important to know how much of an income stream it's going to be because the Nats are sort of for sale. Not a, not for sure for sale, but they're talking about it. So anyone who wants to buy the team wants to know what that income stream is. So MLB is like prepared to pick this up if it has to. But an interesting twist to this would be if MLB does have these rights, it could be that they could get a lot more people to pay for MLB TV if they lift the damn blackout. Yes. Which, again, they can't technically do if these regional sports networks have the rights to the local broadcasts. It's not all MLB's fault. I want to blame oh, them. Wow, yeah. But, you know, if you, if the rights belong to somebody else, you can't. Yeah. But if they start going under and MLB picks them up, then maybe MLB will start broadcasting your home games and you won't like if you live in Iowa you won't have like six teams blacked out or whatever the heck it is yeah in Iowa it seems like there needs to be some centralized um, mediating somehow but there's a lot of players if you're talking about all the markets I don't know that's complicated well what's interesting like you know again this this one has rights to 14 teams that's almost half so things could turn yeah things could turn so um it, it might be start might be time to start paying attention to those articles that I keep glossing over saying, that's too complicated. Don't make me read that. But I'm reading. I'm like, oh, oh, this is actually kind of important to how we grow the game.
And, and I'm going to just sit back and wait for you to summarize them for me in language that I understand and, and just appreciate you. I, I will, I, you, you I've got one job stuff. on this ship. <laughs> yeah, I understand. So many. All right, I'm going to cross-train briefly, a little bit of weeping, because I think when, when we last left you, I was really hopeful that the Celtics were going to uh, move on to the NBA Finals, but they did not. But they may have lost, but Boston is not completely losing because co-owner Robert Hale was a commencement speaker at UMass this past week. And he gave, uh, actually, I think it was before the, the loss, but still, he spoke and he gave all of the graduates while he was speaking, while he's giving his commencement speech, said that everybody is getting two envelopes. Each envelope contained $500. So each graduate got $1,000 from Robert Hill. Bless this man. But even cooler is the fact that he gave it to them in two envelopes. So he said, one of the $500 envelopes is for you to keep. The other one is for you to donate. He suggested donating it to a family member, supporter, or local organization that has helped you over the years, like giving it back. So what a cool thing for, especially, I don't know, you know, sports in Boston is a big fucking deal. So sports co-owner to be doing something good with his money and not only paying it forward but getting the kids then to pay it forward pretty awesome i am so impressed by that i like that it's a teaching moment it's yeah. like yeah you you also can and will succeed and when you do you have a responsibility to give back and i'm going to model that good behavior for you also i think that robert hale is going to get a lot of invitations to be a commissioner <laughs> in the future point. right or maybe like teams or, or, or colleges are just gonna like invite owners of teams and just hope that this history and like add itself. a little link to the coverage right. of this at the bottom of the invitation yeah. say, by the yeah, way you know this, this there's a there's a precedent for this uh just to wrap up my cross training with a, there's a stat for that moment so boston is now the first city to lose a home game seven in both hockey and basketball in the same season to an eight-seed team, which both the Bruins and the Celtics pulled off, much to my dad's dismay. And ours as well, because um, because uh, we don't get the, the merch, the stuff. Yeah, this was going to be the year that I was going to be in on the merch. Oh, yeah. my God, I hope it's not my fault. No, well, you know, you could root for the Red Sox. <laughs> That's not going to happen. You're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I wait, tried. you're adorable. Cheers. There we go. Cheers. <laughs> All right, one last thing to cheers for. This is the second, 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 six. No, I, six, I have no what, excuse. What are you I no excuse. I really Did swear you read to God. a small print? Are you sure it's a non alcoholic? Non alcoholic brew are... contains less than 0.5%. Maybe at this point in you're... my sobriety, that like that, <laughs> that amount. <laughs> Is, is hitting me. Don't drive. Yeah. So it's the 62nd year that Cuba has had a uh, national league called the Cuban National Series. It's not, as, I don't know why it's called series, but it's, it's the MLB of Cuba, right? So it's their highest level of baseball. And Cuba has been known for having high quality baseball for, for a long time. So this past week was a historic event. The Industriales played against the Pinar del Rio and the entire ump crew was women including the first female umpire. And when I saw a couple articles about her, Janet Moreno, she said she was the first female ump in a professional, you know, the highest level of professional baseball for a country. And I couldn't verify that, so I'm just going to take her word for it. She started, now this is another thing that the math just didn't quite add up for me. There are some articles that said that she started 18 seasons ago, but she also started in 2015, which was not 18 years ago. So I don't quite understand what a season is in Cuba, but maybe it's just different than what it is okay. here in MLB. So she has been the solo female umpire for a long time. This year, she has been joined by Miroslava Kumba, Yalili Acosta, and Milagros Quiñones, um, and the four of them are together. So they're 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 a unit, and they are. There was some talk about them just having a, a good banter, you know, getting along, and just to have that camaraderie is a big deal, especially for Janet Moreno, who's been doing this on her own for so long, to now have a full team of comadres you know like compatriots sure um is a cool thing and she she said when we and she was asked about you know them getting a little bit of shit because of being women out in the field she said when we go out to umpire we wear perfume so that it feels like there's a flower on the field and the flower should not be mistreated 
Does that work like armor? I do not know. So this happened just this past week. So we, I should report back on that. I'll try to keep an eye on. And then, Cuba. then you get like a catcher with chemical sensitivities, and it's all <laughs> over. It's all over. It's getting a little boring talking about our fantasy league because the top five remains the same top five from week to week. Number one, Bo knows boyfriends. Number two, I'm stuck behind Bo is suck. Number three, Andres, Andres, and Adelise. Number four, and all that jazz, and number five, the set it and forget it kids. But an interesting thing has happened. We have a tie for <laughs> six, uh, which is the Wicked Awesome team and Potty Mouth's posse. And you may or may not know those people may hmm. be related. I also am not sure. Again, another weirdness about Yahoo is usually when there's a tie, the t- names appear in alphabetical order. And yet Yahoo has put Wicked Awesome ahead of Potty Mouth's that's just posse. wrong. Alex is taking awesome as the last name and it's filing it by last name. I don't know what's <laughs> happening so there, but I remain at number 10 out of 12. But I'm enjoying that there's a potty mouth smackdown. Yeah, well, I'm happening. just hoping that by the time Mr. Potty Mouth hears this episode that uh, I've pulled ahead. <laughs> I could, as I'm bringing in Rob Restnider, he's going to save the day. That's it. Okay. Happy to hear that. What's going on this week? Everybody, vote. You exercise your right to vote. All-star voting is open. You can vote five times every day, every 24 hours from now until June 22nd. I put in my first voting today, and it was kind of fun, and I might vote for different guys tomorrow. But today, what I, what I went by was if they were a current boyfriend, they got priority, unless they were really, really shitty, in which case, you know, you also have to have the stats behind you. And then I also did a little bit of entertainment value. Like maybe Fernando Tatis Jr. wasn't one of the best outfielders, but I just think he would be really fun to be at an all-star game. So, you know, there's that. So, you know, come up with your own um, algorithm and make it work. All right. Excellent. So, yeah, I've got T-Bolts all the time this week. I've got... Opening day today, I am announcing on Tuesday night. I may or may not be announcing on Thursday night. I'm trying to shore that up, but hopefully I'll be doing one or two games per week. I'm very excited to see these guys play. And stay tuned for future episodes. We may have one or two Thunderbolts guests and talk about what it's like to be a college player in anticipation of, am I going to get drafted one day or not? Are they all six o'clock games? I'm looking at my calendar. I've got to get you on my calendar. Only on Sundays. The rest oh, of them are seven. Much seven more convenient for okay. um, those of us who work a regular yeah. nine to five. Okay. Yes. All yes. Right, fun stuff. For sure. For sure. Um, if you have a college league near you, go see some games because these mm-hmm. are the up and comers. These are the up and comers. I was really excited to see a list of all the people who have gone through this league that were on opening day rosters for Major League Baseball this year. There's a ton oh, cool. of them. There's a ton of them. So that's pretty fun. These are guys who are going to like make it someday. That's I love that. Go see those games. Go see your home team play because why wouldn't you do that? Find us, please, on social media and tell us about your experience at all of these games. Yeah, any uh, corrections or praise, you can find us on Twitter and CIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, or No Crying and B-Ball. If you want to throw us like a buck a month, I think you can swing that, right? Go to our Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash No Crying and B-Ball, and we would super appreciate your support there. We sure would. We sure would. Please fight the man. It's the right thing to do. Send your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. Yeah, it's if we have a, a bobblehead top topple. Topple head. Topple head. We'll have a topple head. Yeah.